Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We have a heart for you, sister, and a God-sized vision that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. And so we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hi friends, we hope you've been enjoying our transformed season so far. And if this is your first time listening, we've been talking to women in season four about the scriptures that have changed their lives. If you have been longing to experience this transformation in God's word, we want to invite you to join us as we read through the Bible chronologically this year. Yes, we know that January 1 is long gone, but we believe every bit of the Bible is worth reading. You don't have to start in Genesis 1. You can jump in at any time. You don't have to wait another day to open your Bible. To find our reading plan, go to DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash 365 and connect with other women in our community with hashtag DWITW365. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I am sitting here with my friend, Jewel. You want to say hi, Jewel? Hello. We are so glad she's here today. We have been talking all this season about how God has transformed the lives of his daughters through his word. And so we are going to talk to Jewel about that today. But first, Jewel, would you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what God has you doing in this season of your life? Um... Well, my name is Jewel. I am a mom to four children. I have two wonderful daughter-in-laws and two gorgeous grandchildren. And I go to Faith Christian Fellowship. I went there for FCF 22 for short. years. Yeah. Yep, FCF for short. Wow. And 22 years. 22 years. Hey. I raised my kids there. Wow. So, and... I work in the children's ministry mm. and um, volunteer sometimes at the Gospel Mission mm. with Karen and Shannon Savage, mm. and I work in a urology office, Okay, and that's me. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for taking time out of your busy life to talk with us today, Jewel. Well, it's an honor. Thank you. Awesome. So let me know what, what passage of scripture did God lead you to today to talk to us about? That's a very hard question. <laughs> Did you have trouble picking one? <laughs> well, I was just like, out of 66 letters, how do you pick one scripture that has I changed know. your life? I know. But the scripture that I chose was um, Psalms 4610. Awesome. And do you want me to read it? I've been waiting for a Psalms to come up. Yeah, please do. And it says, be still and know that I am God. Hmm. I will be exalted among the heathen. And I will be exalted in the earth. Hmm. 
And that is my scripture. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what what stood out to you about that scripture when God brought it into your life? He spoke it to me out loud. Hmm. I was sitting in my car on Adam Street going to work and was, um, sorry, I was in a season of complete rebellion hmm. against God, hmm. more of a, um, I don't need your help. I can do this myself. Hmm. And we were looking for a house and I was just like fretting, looking and looking and looking. And I had pulled over on Adam Street and had saw this huge Victorian style home. And I was just mm. like, that's beautiful. And I was writing down the number and I just heard, be still and know that I am God. <laughs> and I said out loud, I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. What does be still and know that you're God mean? Yeah. And probably over the last seven years, he has repeatedly hmm. brought that scripture to my life and has shown me hmm. precisely what it means just to be still in him. Hmm. So walk us through. How did he show you that? What does that look like for you now? Um, on this side of that day, mm-hmm. I have a home that he provided for me. Hmm. I have... Um, four children that are all involved in some type of ministry. Hmm. Um, I have, my marriage is the best it's ever been awesome. in 25 years. Wow. Um, and he's just, he's just shown me that I can trust him. Hmm. I can rest in him. I can, I can just be still. Hmm. And I can know who he is and I don't have to worry about Hmm. anything because he's got me. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good word. And something I think we all need reminded about. And like you said, not just once. It's like, you know, God spoke this to you in that moment, but he has been walking you through what that means in your day to day life ever since. Yeah. So how did it change your view of who God is and what he's been doing in your life the past seven years? Well, it, it made, um, my heart, Hmm. it revealed my heart to myself Hmm. and I was just like, wow, that's really ugly. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff in there Hmm. that needs God. Hmm. Um, and it taught me to just, you know, it, it taught me to relax It Mm -hmm. taught me to not worry as much. It taught me to trust him a lot more. And it it taught me that he's he's fun Mm -hmm. and he cares about me. Mm -hmm. And he wants me to have the desires of my heart within his parameters, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, like our our house is, you know, we lived in Dayton on like, Mm -hmm. A little, a little teeny tiny yard, and mm-hmm. I wanted a big yard. I wanted land, and mm-hmm. I wanted chickens. And where I'm at, I got he showed off and gave me a creek, and then I got a yard. <laughs> he showed off, I love that. <laughs> and he, and I have chickens, yeah. and you know my, all of my kids can come there, and they mm-hmm. can all fit in the house and everything. It's just it it was a blessing, um, mm. but mostly he showed me that he was God. 
through my marriage hmm. to my husband because hmm. we struggled for a long time with just lots of um, addictions and stuff mm-hmm. and um, seeking other comforts besides my husband. Hmm. And we got out there and literally for the first six months that we lived in that house, there was no internet. Hmm. If we wanted to use our cell phones, we had to go a mile up the road. So yeah. when you don't have electric, when you don't have electronics yeah. or your phone, you spend a lot of time being still. Yeah. And listening to what God has to say to you. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people are feeling led by the Holy Spirit to do a fast right now from social media or from in some way from technology for Lent. Because when this comes out, it will be past that season. But right now, um, that's big. And it sounds like God, like, enforce that about you know he he did it for you um because he was seeing a need in you to be still yeah so how long were you guys living without uh the ability to get online about six months wow yeah that's a big chunk of time yeah well he knows i'm a stubborn child (laughs) so he's just like i'm gonna shut it down for a while we're doing (laughs) and i was thankful for it so yeah yeah. So you were talking a little bit about your marriage. You know, what, um, how did God prune that as you were um, being still before him? I, my mom and dad um, got a divorce mm-hmm. when I was like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that, it, as silly as it sounds, that really affected me at 20 because I was just like, my mom and dad aren't going to be together, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it literally, like, my mom at 44 years old Mm -hmm. had to pack up. She had a bag of clothes that she took with her, and that was Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And she went to live with her parents. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was just like, well, I'm never going to rely on a man. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. This is, I can can do it myself, Mm -hmm. was my attitude. Mm -hmm. And I carried that attitude through my marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Biblically, we're to submit to our husbands. Mm-hmm. We're told that mm-hmm. in Genesis, like at the beginning, we are told that we're going to, you know, that we are to submit to mm-hmm. to our husband. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't want to. Yeah, I just didn't want to. And I really, I battled God about, you know, trusting my husband with finances. Mm-hmm. I battled God trusting him with making decisions for our household because mm-hmm. I was just like, I've I've done pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, I've got this. Yeah. But um, Jason takes care of our finances now. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine my life without him. Yeah. And that's all because during the season of God teaching me to submit to Jason, I told God, I don't want to submit to him. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And God said, well, you're not submitting to him. Mm-hmm. You're submitting to me through him. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. And that really kind of changed things. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's interesting because to I I was just thinking that as you said that really in we're we're called to be one flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Um but the truth is we are called to be one flesh with the Lord first. So like all these scriptures were really much more okay with, which is ironic because it's so much more drastic than submitting is dying. Yeah. <laughs> like we're okay with saying like, um, for me to live, uh, for, 
to live as Christ, to die as gain. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So we're okay with dying and allowing Christ to live in us, but we're not okay with submitting, which to me, submitting seems like a, a, would be a lesser struggle, right? And so the question is, if you are struggling with submitting, maybe you've struggled dying <laughs> first, you know, like that's, that is underneath it. Like maybe in, in what you've said, you've been okay with, but it's not actually coming out in your actions. Yeah. So like, um, you know, and this is all within, we say this because not all listeners might be familiar with what that means in the Bible, but, um, that means that if your husband is following after what the Lord has planned out for marriage, then submitting won't be an issue because they will be submitted to Christ. And so it will be a good thing for you both to be submitting to Christ together. Um, and your marriage will be blessed because of that, like right order. Um, and that by no means is submitting to abuse of any kind. Oh, so yeah. I just have to be really clear with that with our, our listeners. Um, but that that's the order of things. And so I, I've noticed in my own heart when I have not been considerate of Tim, it's really a um, sign that I am not fully in line with where Christ wants me to be with him first. Um, and then that just seems to make sense after that. <laughs> yeah. My husband is not um, a believer. Mm. He, he, he believes in Jesus. He believes that he died on the cross, mm. but he, he doesn't go to church. He doesn't um, seek that every day in his life. Mm. And that was some of my problem was that, well, he's not a godly man. Mm. So submitting to an ungodly man yeah. was, you know, I'm not supposed to do that. Mm. But I think it, you, that's I can, not true. I can <laughs> see that your the relationship you had with Karen was probably really helpful at, through some of these things, too. Because if you don't know Karen Savage, she's been on our podcast before and she prayed for her unbelieving husband for 18 years yeah. and he came to know the Lord. Yeah. And um I'm not sure where exactly in scripture it says for us to, as wives, to be an influence for like our husband and that our testimony can lure our husband to mm -hmm. the Lord. And so yeah. that's really what Jewel is trying to do is show her husband her love for the Lord. And in that he will, he will see something in her that he is lacking. Yeah. I was very, um, judgmental of Jason hmm. and would like if he would tell me he was going to go to church with me and then he wouldn't I'd get so mad hmm. and I'll go like well I'm just not going to talk to him hmm. you know hmm. and like punish him and God told me that this is don't don't do that hmm. Hmm. you know that I I'm to love him hmm. and loving Jesus is is loving Jason submitting yeah. to Jesus is submitting to Jason mm. and I have seen huge changes mm. just by saying God he's yours mm. backing away yeah and then if there is an argument because after 25 years of marriage you can find something to argue about <laughs> oh yeah you know I just I yeah. go to God and I'm just like this has bothered me yeah. today yeah. and I give it to Jesus mm. and then I let Jesus work it out with Jason mm -hmm. and I just yeah 
continue to love him in Christ because yeah. my flesh is going to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is encouragement for wives everywhere, despite where their husbands are at with the Lord, that we can trust that the Lord loves them more than we do. Oh yeah. The Lord wants their hearts more than we want their hearts to be in Jesus. He wants that even more than we, we do. And so again, when it coming back to Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. He said that in your marriage, be still and know that I am God over Jason and you are not God over Jason, right? No. Wow. So challenging, but also I feel like there's a release in that. Like it's really not our responsibility. It's too heavy for us to carry. If we cannot even, we can't even earn our own salvation, let alone earn it for somebody else. And that's why God said, by grace, you've been saved and it is a gift. It's not by your own works and no one can boast. But what's really cool is what I see in Joel's life is like she was talking about her house. And in this Psalm 46, it says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth through her receiving her house and all the things God was showing off. (laughs) You are exalting him through that and saying, the reason I have this house is because of the Lord and I'm going to use it to exalt him. And, you know, anything else that he's calling you to be still over, you can see through that he is calling you to exalt him, even with the example of your marriage just now. You've exalted him as being the God over your marriage. Yeah, this this scripture definitely taught me to, um, it taught me to have the discipline (laughs) to go to God Mm -hmm. and say, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Instead of, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So he has, he's used that scripture. He was like, Jewel, slow your roll. In monumental <laughs> ways. Like, yeah. I was walking through Kroger's hmm. and it was there. I was hmm. like, why is the scripture at Kroger? You know, but Kroger is a loud, not still place. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. And so he's a good God. Yeah. So tell me, you you know, you have a very um, moving life. <laughs> you're moving from, you know, your job at the neurology office. You're moving to, you know, over four kids. You're, mo- you're constantly moving, it sounds like. So how do you be still and still moving at the same time? You have to be very deliberate hmm. in your day. Hmm. If you're going to spend time hmm. with Jesus and be still. Hmm. And even if it is, you know, you go in the bathroom and you lock yourself in the bathroom and you shut the door and you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. God, I need you. Or hmm. God, don't let the brownies burn while I'm sitting in here or, or whatever, yeah. whatever it is that's going on in your life. You have to be deliberate, which I'm also learning hmm. currently. You, you have to take the time to be with him, even if it's just quiet time in your vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, honey, stay with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, but my, my children now are, I have t- my son and my daughter and my daughter-in-law live in South Dakota and mm-hmm. they're doing ministry there. And then my son um, and his wife that had my granddaughters are here. Mm-hmm. And then we adopted a, a sweet Alexis two years ago and Mm. she lives with us now Mm. so I have just 
one young lady that I get to, mm-hmm. to spend time with currently. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Wow. So that's good. I mean, being deliberate. And then also I hear you saying, as I'm going, the Lord stills me even as I go. So like the, the, the beautiful thing I see is just like when we are deliberate for that still time, then it carries over even into not still times. And that's still in a sense of stillness in our hearts. Yes. Even when the outside of us is, is unrelentingly, uh, unrelenting movement, maybe I should say. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Wow. Jewel. So I just want to back up a little bit in Psalm 46 because I think it would be helpful to read this whole thing. I love that chapter. Would you mind reading us Psalm for the whole, the whole chapter? Sure. I I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Please. I'm bringing it up. She's pulling it up on her phone. On my U version. It speaks exactly to, I think, where a lot of our listeners are at. Yeah. Okay. This is in the ESV. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble at, tremble at its swelling, Silah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The, nascent, the nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Hmm. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of the, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Man, that makes it even more real to me, especially where you were at, Jewel, when he brought this to you initially, because you were looking for a fortress, weren't you? I was. (laughs) That you were looking at that Victorian thinking, I need a fortress like that. Yeah. And he was showing you, I am your fortress and you need to know that I am God and exalt me in there. So what, I guess, what other places have you looked, Jewel, for for a fortress in your life? Like out, outside of God or in God? Yeah, I would say, well, either. I think, you know, you pointed out your marriage, you pointed out... Um, an actual physical house. Is there any other um, things that the Lord has showed you either you need to be still about or that you're trying to make a fortress instead of the true God? Over the, the summer, my, well, in March, 
my son moved to South Dakota. Mm. And then in May and in May, Jessica and Mandy, Mandy, his wife, and Jessica is my daughter. They also moved to South Dakota. Mm. And um, I, I was just like, God, why are you taking my kids away? Why are you mm. moving them 1,248 miles away from mm. me? I don't understand. And also in that season, during that time, my best friend of 20 years was dying from cancer. Mm. I'm sorry. And I was angry at God because mm. I was just like, why are you taking my best friend? Mm. Why are you taking my children? Mm. I, I didn't. I just couldn't comprehend. I felt like I was being punished. Mm. And I probably roughly in December, I had to... I had to get my head right. Hmm. And by getting my head right was coming back to God. And I was just hmm. like, God, I know that you are good, but I don't feel that you're good right now. Hmm. And I know that you are true. And I know that you love me, but I don't feel your love currently. Hmm. And just by talking to him, you know, I told him, I was like, I need you to take control of my thoughts. Hmm. I need you to take control of my my thought patterns because mm -hmm. they they're not in a good place right now. I'm mm -hmm. not in a good place with you mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And again, that scripture, you know, just be still and know that I am God mm -hmm. came back to me. And then Romans eight twenty eight, where he says that he'll work all things out, you know, mm -hmm. for the good of those that love him mm -hmm. came to me. And I was just like, God, help me see you differently. Mm -hmm. Help me see you. Holy Spirit, show me. Mm. And God gently was just like, you know, this is what to be thankful for. Mm. You have four children. Mm. All four of them are doing ministry. <laughs> Two yeah. of them are living out the gospel. Yeah. They left your home and they are going and making disciples. Praise the Lord. What? Yeah. <laughs> what more could you ask for? Exactly. And exactly. then I was thankful that I had a friend for 20 years yeah. that I loved and she got to go be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. What more could I ask mm -hmm. for? And I just was like, God, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I am a selfish little brat. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And he, he came in and showed me that my kids in this relationship with Georgiana, they were all idols. Mm -hmm. And he was not that cornerstone that I needed to place and build everything on. Mm. And so he put himself right back in that spot where he needed to be, yeah. which is, is my firm foundation. And he came in and knocked out those idols. Yeah. It's amazing because the, what Satan loves to do is he loves to twist, right? So he likes to, and I really appreciate you saying mentally, you are not where I know you need to be, Lord. So show me who you are because... Satan likes to give us these mental battles that are sneaky, right? So these beautiful gifts that God gave you, he wanted to turn them from being gifts to being the thing, right? <laughs> to being God. Um, and when you prayed, God responded and he said, he showed you the truth about the blessings that it was and also showed you like reminded you he's God and his goal for your life and their life, these gifts he gave you is different than the goals you have for them or for, um, 
for your life even, right? And so as you meditated on be still and know that I am God, he began to change your perspective in your mind and win that battle in your mind um, to place him back on the throne. But I will say this, you're not a selfish brat. You are a daughter of the king. Yes, <laughs> but I had selfish brat behaviors. Exactly. I'll take that. I'll take that. I won't take that. The the uh, call, name calling yourself. But I think you're right to point out that the Lord convicted you yeah. and, of your sin and, and moved you from that. And praise the Lord. He is your fortress. He is God. He is. Wow. When, and this scripture where it says that um, the city that he that she is a city hmm. and that he dwells in her hmm. um i'm trying to find out exactly where it was at yeah up in verse four is it in verse there four? is a river whose streams make glad the city of god the holy habitation of, of the, the most, most high. high god is in the midst of her he shall not be moved hmm. god will help her when morning dawns i actually prayed that hmm. i was like i want to be the city that you dwell in hmm. you know help me be yeah. her yes so Help me be your habitation. Help yes. me be your temple. That's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Um, and for the listener, you know, I I would encourage you to follow in the footsteps of Jewel today. Wherever you're at, ask God to help you to be still and to know that he is God. And ask him to make you his holy habitation. Um, and <laughs> ask him to redeem whatever thoughts are not of him right now and to think on whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is worthy, whatever uh, leads you to um, a correct view of who he is. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners, Jewel? Um, I, I wrote this out last night and I said, if we just stop, if we stop trying to control our lives, mm -hmm. children, jobs, relationships, and allow God to be in the proper place of our mind and our heart, that he works all things out for the good and he is glorified. All I have to do is stop and know the character and the nature of my God. Amen. I couldn't end it and say it better than you did just then. So thank you, Joel. For thank you for on. letting me be here. It's an honor. listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. For more resources and encouragement about how to go deep in God's Word, visit us at DaytonWomenInTheWord.com on Instagram and Facebook. May you dwell richly in His Word today, sister.